ready? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. Let's go! Steve wanted to start the show. Oh. Let me, What'd you let do? me tell you. What'd well, you do? Let me, let me tell you guys. I knew I didn't have to commute today. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is an opportunity for a little sleep in. This is a little uh, nappy poo. Yeah. Uh, to the point where I woke up this morning and went right back to bed. Oh, those are good days. You know, those, those are great days, great especially days. when, you know, I had to play catch up um, after the back to back 10 p.m. games for the Leafs uh, after the Vegas game. So that game goes to you know, whatever it is, one in the morning, I do the LFR by the time it's all said and done. It's about three o'clock in the morning by the time I go to bed. And I had to be up at seven to bring Leo to the doctor because kids go to the doctor all the time. Mm -hmm. So I was very sleepy. And then there was the game the next day, no nap, all that. So this morning I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have a nice sleep in. Mm -hmm. So when I wake up the second time, it is to frantic messages from my wife, my mother, my father, and Sid Sixero. Oh, you're BT? I was supposed to be on breakfast television. <laughs> oh. And I forgot. <laughs> they even oh gave me a God. later time slot and everything. It's usually at 640, and I'm, I curse Sid's name, and I go, yes, I'll come on, Sid. But, but. <laughs> oh, my God. 18. My my mom messaged me. She messaged my wife. Is something wrong with Steven? Oh, is he okay? Your mom should know better. Your yeah. mom should know that this is you. Well, no, but then supposedly on the show, they were like, oh, we're having connection issues. And <laughs> oh, okay. Mom, dad, and my wife were all, and even Sid, were like, he slept in. Yeah. So yeah. the reason I was going to go on <laughs> was to promote the fact that Sid Sixero is going to be on Watch a Leafs game with Steve Dangle. Oh, hey, that YouTube channel. That's great. Tomorrow. That would have been a great thing in the promo. Yeah. It been, People should know that. <laughs> it would have been. No, but I should promote it to this audience that's going to be there anyway instead of a massive television audience yeah, featuring a new my audience. parents. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> well, anyway, please watch Watch a Leafs game with Steve Dangle tomorrow. When the Leafs game starts on the Sportsnet YouTube channel, God. you can see Sid Sixero starting at the first intermission. He'll be there at least for the whole second period, and then we'll see where it goes from that, there. That is going to be entertaining. Yeah, it, would, it, it is. It is. What's I wish people knew about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> if only he could have called the biggest morning show in Toronto. Weird. Uh, Actually, if, I think numbers-wise... Just because Toronto's so big, I think that's the number one morning show in the country. Oh, good. Even though it doesn't broadcast to the entire country. Oh, Ooh. good. Yeah. Good. Makes sense. Goody. Goody, goody. Good, Steve, good, good. You, you just love missing things and meetings and just things where you're supposed to be there at a certain time. You're really good at not being there. I should not have my career. Like, just <laughs> flat out. I should. No, like, you, this is the only career you could have. Oh, yeah. You know what? Damn. Maybe you're right. This is maybe it. You're right. We had a meeting yesterday. Uh, we'll explain more on that next week. But um, we had a meeting yesterday with some people. And uh, uh, or was, was it yesterday? Wednesday? No, it was oh, Wednesday. It was yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. And, that was my uh, retired day. And, and we were shocked that Steve showed up. 
And Steve looked a little hurt. And now you can wow. understand why maybe <laughs> we we're in a little shocked that Steve showed up. Adam, your memory is never the best. And you no. are misremembering what happened on Wednesday. What happened on Wednesday? Steve didn't show up. You texted him. And, right. he said, and his response was Christ, because he 100% <laughs> forgot that that meeting was happening. <laughs> but man, when he showed up, he was great. Oh, yeah. That's, I yeah. thought it was great. You were. You were fantastic. Anyway, there you uh, go. Steve was... Dangle, everybody. Steve Dangle. Well, I'm ready to start the show there, fellas. <laughs> oh, man. OK, so listen, Damn it. it's it's been a, it's been a wild week. I, I, I won't lie to you. I can't even remember what the beginning of the week felt like uh, because of uh, because of the sickness. Um, but honest, other than sounding nasally, can't believe how much better. You, you get and thank goodness for the vaccines. And I just want to shout out anybody. If you're one of those people that's administering those vaccines, I didn't get to say that on the last show. Thank you for doing so. Um, and because, uh, you know, you guys are working real hard and it ain't easy. Um, we got the all star game rosters, guys. It's pretty big, Hooray. pretty big. Um, and I think it's kind of cool. Like the, the new all star jerseys, I got to say, bit of a fan. I like them. Simple, They're simple, not doing too much. It's great. So let's talk about the Eastern Conference and then we'll do the Western Conference. We're going to go by division here, okay? So the Metropolitan Division, head coach, Rod Brindamore, Carolina Hurricanes, duh. The Hurricanes are sending um, Frederick Anderson and Sebastian Ajo and Svechnikov. Um, Svech Colum- has to be there. Yeah, he does. Um, Columbus Blue Jackets are sending Rowinski and Vorchek. Devils are sending Hughes and Brat, uh, Brat. I guess the the LMI, I guess, would be the the person who, you know, if if there is somebody who um, if, if somebody can't make it, then it, I guess the there's like a there's like a roster player that's coming with. No, uh, the last man in is who we get to vote on, right? Oh, that's who we're voting on. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's, here there's we go. Four guys, and I think one of the four get to go in. Is that not how that works? Well, there's seems to be more than four, but I'll, I'll announce the roster. Let me start again. Hurricanes are Anderson and Aho. Columbus Blue Jackets are is Rowinski, uh, Jack Hughes for the Devils, Adam Pellick for uh, the Islanders, Adam Fox for the Rangers. Good day for Adams. Uh, Philadelphia Flyers, Claude Giroux. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, Tristan Jari, and the Capitals, Alexander Ovechkin, duh. Um, so here's here's your last man in. Is it Svechnikov, Voracek, Jesper Bratt, Matt Barzal, Mika Zibanejad, Cam Atkinson, Jake Gensel, or Evgeny Kuznetsov? Wow. Those are all, man. Who do you this vote? is why the All-Star, game, the All-Star game needs to be a destination because all those players should be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the NBA All-Star game, if those players aren't in the game, they're still there. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I feel like it should be held in Vegas every year, because then the players will really want to go. You know, make it bigger and bigger. Where's the NHL's moment where, like, Shaq is sitting there in the stands with his camcorder for some reason? Yeah. Recording Vince Carter. Has anyone ever seen that footage? Has that, like, the camcorder footage seen the light of day? I want to see how shitty it is. Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) It's got to be awful. It's from 22 years ago. That's a really good question. Wow. I know. Yeah, Yeah, I'd like to see that. It's every time I see it, I'm like, I want to see Shaq's footage of Vince's dunk. I also want to know why Shaq, knowing that this is a national TV broadcast, felt the need to bring his own camcorder as though that that was going to be. It was a flex. It was that's that's uh, an expensive item that only a rich person would own at the time. 
Like it's, he brought that as an accessory. Oh, okay. it's like a show watch. Off. Yeah, right. it's like a watch. Okay. It's like a it's a watch. watch. Yeah, Jeez. but in, in 2000, it's like check out my Velcro strapped camcorder. I'm on the NHL site right now, and I'm putting my vote in for the Metro last man in. I'm going to put uh, Shveshnikov in there. Yeah, me too. Hometown guy. How can you or? Uh, they're the best team, you know, you yeah, got not hometown, not hometown. <laughs> it's in Vegas. But um, yeah, I think the best team got to get the best guy. There you go. OK, Atlantic Division. Hmm. Andrew Brunette, Florida Panthers is the head coach. Uh, the Bruins are sending Bergeron, despite the fact that Brad Marchand uh, is like ninth in league scoring or 11th or something. By the way, he's not even the last man in uh, Buffalo Sabres are selling are sending Rasmus Dahlin because he's the only one anyone knows. Uh, Detroit Red Wings are sending Dylan Larkin. Uh, Panthers are sending Huberto. Canadians are sending Suzuki. Ottawa Center is sending Drake Batherson. Um, and then Vasilevsky and Hedman for Tampa Bay and Matthews and Jack Campbell. Hey. The Toronto Maple Leafs, which is great. Now, here's the last nice. man in for every single team. Charlie McAvoy for the Bruins. Tage Thompson for the Sabres. Lucas Raymond for the Red Wings. I know that Jesse's going to get that vote. Uh, Alexander Barkoff for the Panthers. Tyler Toffoli for the Canadians. Brady Kachuk for the Senators. Steven Stamkos for the Lightning. And John Tavares for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Who do you vote for? Ooh. I err on the... I, I always, for these events, go to the rookie. So I'd say Lucas Raymond. I no disrespect am- to the captain. I'm going to go to the complete other side. And I think you take the vet. You take Steven Stamkos. He has the I best numbers Stamkos. out of all the guys. 18 goals, 27 assists, 45 points. That's insane. They For a should, guy that he didn't really him. have a great playoff last year, five on five. And look at him now. There, there should be a big, there should be a big reveal at the beginning of the all-star weekend. And it's Steven. We, we gathered here. We wanted to surprise you. We're actually going to play the Olympics over the weekend. <laughs> Everyone shows up. Team Slovakia comes onto the ice, followed by Team Czech Republic. Czechia, sorry. And they play the entire Olympics as, like, as like a birthday present for him, whenever his birthday is. I like that. Uh, Central Division in the Western Conference. <coughs> Excuse me. Coaches Jared Bednar. Arizona Coyotes uh, will bring Clayton Keller. Uh, Alex DeBrincat from the Blackhawks. Uh, Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr from the Avalanche, as though it would be anybody else. Um, uh, the Dallas Stars, Joe Pavelski, uh, Kirill Kaprizov, and Cam Talbot. Oilers fans just punching the air right now. They're going for the wild. Uh, UC Soros for the Predators. Uh, Jordan Kiru for or Kairou, excuse me, for the St. Louis Blues. And Kyle Connor from the Winnipeg Jets. Now, I said for the Avalanche, of course, it would be McKinnon and McCarr, but it's really unfair to their last man standing, who is Nazem Kadri. Who is f- fifth in league scoring? Yeah, yeah. And here's the, here's the thing. The, the last man in could be Kessel, Seth Jones, Nazem Kadri, Jason Robertson, Ryan Hartman, Roman Yossi, Robert Thomas, or Mark Shifley. To me, that's got to be Nazem Kadri. As much as I want Phil Kessel to win that vote, and he might just because of trolling, yeah. uh, it oh. needs to be Nazem Kadri. Yeah, it needs to be. Yeah. Even Yossi. Like Yossi's had an unbelievable season too. It's been mm-hmm. sort of overshadowed because of how good McCarr's been. Man, both those guys should be there. Nas and Yossi. Jeez. How about we just don't bring the best players? We need to have a player from each team. That that's a thing that uh the NBA has gone away from. You you no longer like last year the Raptors didn't have a representative at the All Star game because now they just made the team. 
Yeah. And I think the NHL needs to move towards that direction when you're getting a guy like Kadri who can't even make the main roster. Well, like, and, and no offense to Tage Thompson, but <laughs> as last man in, who are we fuck? Are you serious? Right. Come on. Come on. Right. Kessel I, also shouldn't be there. No. Like, no, I'm not even sure Rasmus Dallin should be there. Yeah. Didn't Clayton Keller just straight up make the team? Like, not even last man in? Yeah, he's on the team, Clayton Keller. Like, yeah. that's not right. Like, just yes. bring the stars. And you know what? Oh, no. You lost out on the Arizona TV ratings for the Vegas All-Star game. I got to say, put because some respect I'm sure those were going to be Brad. huge. What's that? Put some respect on Jesper Brad. He's having an unreal year. I wasn't saying anything about Jesper Brad. But <laughs> why, I, I do, why are you talking shit? But, like, if it, like, are you going to... Does it matter that much to have every team represented? Like, you could put them in the skills competition. You could do something, but come on. I'm torn because I perfectly understand the reasoning for it, but also Nazem Kadri should be there. So. Well, he's last man in. He probably will be. Um, I'm, I'm willing to bet, though, guys like Naz and Marshan, who should obviously be there, were consulted and don't want to go. That's yeah. my assumption. Because they, they should so obviously be there. Like, why is the Martian one of the last men in? What the? F- I, I have to assume it's because they don't want to go. But also, why is Ovechkin invited then? I think in Kadri's well, been- case, there's not a slot for him. <laughs> well, like, he's yeah, yeah, because they, they're just too. There's they already have uh, two av- avalanche. So where is he going to go? You'd have to kick off somebody who gets a, r- a roster spot because the team needs a representative. McKinnon. I don't. So this is the thing. You're kicking off Kadri who has been clearly better mm-hmm. or well has more points anyway, in terms of league standing, but then you're kicking off like a legitimate top 10 forward in the NHL, probably top five yeah. in the NHL to do it. So there's Kadri who's the better performer and there's McKinnon who's legitimately the bigger star. Yeah, And McKinnon right. was fan voted in as captain as well. So he gets his slot. So, yeah. Like and like other- and Makar, that's a sin. That is a sin. Right. You can't not have him. Why yeah. not have three Avs? Right and and no. like or you look at like no. what Pittsburgh's sending. No offense to Tristan Jari, but Tristan Jari over oh Sid, Sid and what? Any, uh, Cros- yeah. oh, Crosby's not on the team. No, no. Which uh, that was the first thing I noted. Everyone's complaining about Naz and uh, Yossi, and I'm like. Uh, it's the face of the league. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally the face of the league. That's a what joke. are you doing? He he must not want to go. Well, he probably doesn't. And he, he, and he was not. injured That's... a good chunk of the year. Like they are going off Tristan Jari's play. Like the the Tristan Jari's having a comeback year. Uh, Gensel is the last man, and he's been playing. He's played amazing. But yeah. like again, you're like eh, it's an all star game. What stars? Don't we? <laughs> well, look at it this way. Do you think the NHL doesn't want Crosby to be there? Like, right. of course they do. Everyone involved should want him to be there unless it's him himself saying, no, I don't want to go. Mm. So that's my assumption. I'm not even sure he would get the choice, but I get, it looks like he didn't get the vote. So Pacific Division, Pete DeBoer from the Golden Knights is the head coach. Uh, the Ducks are going to send John Gibson. No surprise there. Although their last man in should go. Uh, Calgary Flames, Johnny Gaudreau, Edmonton Oilers, Connor and Leon. What? Um, uh, is <laughs> Los Angeles Kings, Adrian Kempe, um, uh, San Jose Sharks, Timo Meyer, Seattle Kraken, Jordan Eberle. Um, Vancouver will send Thatcher Demko and Alex Petrangelo and Mark Stone from the Vegas Golden Knights will also go. 
Now let's see who you would vote for for the last man in because there's some tough choices here. Troy Terry, Matt Kachuk, Darnell Nurse, Drew Doughty, Logan Couture, Mark Giordano, JT Miller, or Jonathan Marcheseau? Troy Terry. Looking at the numbers, like the 22 goals alone and just being that young and being that electric, I want to see him there. Yeah, what is he like, 20? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's some <laughs> shit hot 20-year-old kicking ass. Yeah, I think I'm voting for that for sure. Uh, I think you throw a fan base that uh, has not had a lot to cheer about a bone, um, especially because they're the number one fan base you should probably be catering to this season. You send Mark Giordano, the captain of the Kraken. And he's like 38. This is probably his last one. Let's be honest. Steve. That's his last fart. one. That's a fart right there. Yeah. It's a f- big old, yeah the, which is exactly cake. why it's the sort of thing the NHL would do. Oh, it's tomato, a tomato. Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, laugh. Troy Terry, by the way, is 24. 24. Oh, yeah, I had no idea. But, uh, oh, yeah, man. He deserves that spot. Marcia's not having a great year, Steve. I know. (laughs) So? Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. We got to move heaven and earth to bring Adrian Kempe. (laughs) You know what? Um, I'm so glad that Seattle Kraken did such a great job, I was told, in drafting. I was told. So glad, uh, so glad. Um, can I, can I be an asshole? Why is Adrian Kempe going? He's got 23 points in 37 games. Kopitar's got 33. Probably because Kopitar doesn't want to go. He doesn't want to be there. <laughs> I wish there was more transparency with that because like Adrian Kempe. Okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Suggestion for the NHL. Just make the all-star game. The best, the biggest stars. Like, I don't really care how they did that season. Just bring the biggest names. Yeah, yeah but they don't want to go. Oh, gosh. I, I think what it is is that, like, again, you got to make it so, like, so unmissable. It's such a great party that everybody needs to be there. And it's like, you know, celebrities and all that. Uh, that's why it needs to be in Vegas every year. And uh, and here's the thing. I think I think what would be super fun as a format is you can you can select the because nobody, maybe people will argue about the order, but nobody is going to argue about basically the top five players in the league. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe. So maybe the NHL declares the top five players in the league every year. They would declare Patrick Kane for whatever reason, you know, that they would do that even if he had zero goals, which he had in 13 games until yeah, uh, a couple for the ago. sixth consecutive season. <laughs> <laughs> but, but if you were to say like best players in the world, you got, okay. Nate McKinnon, uh, uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Austin Matthews. Who would you add? Who's the fifth guy on that? Sydney, Cros- yeah, Alex Ovechkin, Crosby, Ovi, Ovi. Yeah, yeah. Like, even so- like like Hedman, Stamkos should have mm-hmm. default spots. Even if if Malkin doesn't play until the All Star break, which and which is he basically did this year. I still want Malkin there. You know what I mean? Because he's just that big of a name and he's probably top 20 player in the NHL that I just want him there. He's, he's an all-star in my mind. Who's the face of the league? Connor. They try. No. It's probably Crosby still. No, he's not. Like, McDavid plays for the Oilers. Gary Bettman wakes up every day in a good mood and it's immediately ruined the first time he realizes McDavid plays for the Oilers. Hmm. He, he's not the face of the league. He's the best player. Best offensive player, no doubt. And I think Bettman wakes up every day. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Why do you think Connor McDavid's the face of the league? Because I cover the NHL and it doesn't feel like it. 
Okay. Well, I cover the why. NHL and I have to ask the question. So, so tell me why. Tell me what, what specifically. You should be able to walk up to anybody on the street and be like, who's the face of the league? The face of the league. The NBA has LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like name an NBA player to a non-NBA fan. People be like LeBron or Michael. LeBron Jordan. James. Yeah. Everyone goes LeBron James. And like hockey for the longest time, you could know nothing about it, but you go, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, uh, Sidney Crosby. I think Sydney- that's still the answer. Yeah. Oh boy. I don't know. Cause the guy, he's, he doesn't, you never see him. You never see him. You used to not be able to turn a corner w- without seeing Sidney Crosby. American fans didn't believe me when I said he literally advertised bread yeah. in Canada. Sidney oh. Crosby had a bread deal. Um, it just, it doesn't feel that way anymore. It's, it's a lot more spread out hmm. the attention, but I think you need a face. Toronto, it's Matthews. They plaster Matthews on everything, but that's not a league-wide thing. And I think a lot of hockey, like if you're asking a hockey fan, their answer is probably Matthews. Like he's on the cover of uh, NHL 22. He's on the biggest team in the league. He's the biggest star on the biggest team. It's probably Matthews is their answer. You think the average NHL fan? Yeah, it's either Matthews or McDavid. If you're asking hockey fans, it's Matthews or McDavid. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> what, what do you think it is? I think I think hockey fans, if they're a fan, they're going to see. Here's the thing. If you ask people who the face of the league is, a lot of people will not differentiate it from the best player in the league. Right. So most people That's will fair. say Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. And I know you offended the Western half of this country by not saying Connor McDavid, Jesse. So I just want to acknowledge that uh, there are a lot of people very mad at you right now. It's not about best player. It isn't about best player. It's yeah. about biggest. It's about personality. It's about visibility. Now, mm-hmm. Now, uh, uh, I, I could say that it's, a um, you know, in Eastern Canada, I mean, the Montreal Canadiens fans fucking hate this, but they've got nobody on the roster who even compares and haven't for at least a decade or more. Um, uh, Price. Okay, <laughs> when Price was great. Yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah. but he's not the you face want a heart of the trophy. Yeah. yeah, there was a time. Yeah, yeah there 100%. was a time. Yeah. 2013, I think, when he won it. Or no, is that, Subban won it in yeah, 15. 15. I was there. I was there in Vegas. um, The reason I say all this is that, um, you know, when we're talking about if there are faces of the league, it's fair to say that a good chunk of Eastern Canada, that's Austin Matthews, good chunk of Western Canada, it's Connor McDavid. Mm -hmm. Probably most of the States, it's still Sidney Crosby. Right. Mm -hmm. And until Connor McDavid, here's a, here's a couple of things that need to happen for Connor McDavid to become the face of the game. Number one, he's got to win something. Number two, he's got to not play in Edmonton. Yeah. And if you don't like that, um, uh, let's look at Wayne Gretzky's career. Wayne Gretzky did extremely well in Edmonton, was extremely popular in Edmonton and in, in the league as a whole. But Wayne Gretzky's star took off when he went to the LA Kings, mm-hmm. right? That's you what happened. forget that Wayne Gretzky was a, a king and a ranger. Yeah. LA, New York. That's where Wayne Gretzky played, and that just added to his lore. That's right. We sound really young when we say that, but <clears throat> that's, the, that's the world we grew up in. Well, oh, yeah. we were, Adam, you and I were born the year he was traded to the Kings. Yeah, he was traded three months after I was born. Yeah, like, so we, we, uh, we missed, we missed uh, the best years of Wayne Gretzky. So I'm sure it was different in the 80s, but the yeah. world we grew up in, it was like that. I think yeah. it's a four-man conversation. I think it's okay. McDavid, Matthews, 
Crosby and the most disrespected person in this conversation, Ovechkin. Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's in the news. He's in the news every time he scores. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. every time he scores, it's a piece of history. Drysaddle doesn't get this love. Matthews doesn't get this love. It's all about Ovechkin because he's 56 years old and competing for the Rocket and going to break Gretzky's record. And not a cynical, angry guy. He seems just fun. Like Alex, the thing about Alex, Alex Ovechkin is there's a magnetism to him off of the ice that I don't think the other guys have. Sydney's, Sydney seems like a really nice guy. Uh, Connor <laughs> seems bored. Uh, Austin seems bored most of the time, too, to be honest with you. But Alex Ovechkin seems genuinely happy to be wherever he is. By the way, wherever uh, it is that he is, he's happy. By the way, Ovechkin is three years older than I am. <laughs> not 56. Yeah. And in March, he'll be two years older than I am. So there you go. <laughs> so, so, Jesse, I think there's a good time to bring up um, uh, a, good, a good time to bring up um, McDavid. McDavid. Yeah. Can you, can you play the clip? Because obviously this week, the, the news is. Evander Kane potentially signing in Edmonton. Now there's been some cold water put on that because the NHL is investigating his trip to Vancouver. That could result in some sort of suspension or ban or whatever. We don't know. Like, honestly, it's not like the league writes this shit down. So I couldn't tell you exactly (laughs) what, what the punishment might be if there was. Um, But, um, but he, you know, given what happened with Evander Kane, and it's not like this happened a long time ago. It's not like, you know, we're holding him to something that happened a decade ago. We're talking about stuff that happened this summer um, that came out this summer and happened a week and a half ago with the trip to Vancouver, whatever it was. Um, Ken Holland seems like he's not going to make any trades. He's going to try to sign a Vander Kane. Looks like a Vander Kane wants to come. Matt or uh, McDavid was asked about it. Jesse, you can go ahead and play the clip. Here to discuss optic issues. Um... You know, if, if fans don't like it or the media doesn't like it or whatever, I think, um, you know, it's, it's, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm sure there's lots of things that go on on the ice and, and, and whatnot that, that fans don't like. And, and uh, you know, we don't necessarily have to discuss those up, up here with you guys. So, um, you know, the, the public opinion is, uh, is something that uh, um, obviously matters a lot, um, you know, but, you know, we're here to try to win games and, and, and try to, to – to uh, you know, put together a, a good team on the ice, and um, you know, if Kenny thinks that that's that's what he can do, then that's what he can do. I think uh, you know, Kenny's got uh, got our, our full support of, in, in what he does. What were your initial thoughts on this one, guys? <sighs> there's just there's not a thought in his head. I disagree. I think that's the most honest Connor McDavid answer I've ever heard. No, it's well, the thought is what's the problem? He'll make our team better, (laughs) which means there's not a thought in his head. Like every, I, I try not to buy into stereotypes and that includes about hockey players. Right. Mm -hmm. And the stereotype is they're just hockey, 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 hockey at all moments of every day. Now, there are some players who it applies to very literally. Sidney Crosby. I love hearing the stories about Sidney Crosby where he'll be like at a bar and cannot last five minutes without bringing up hockey. That's hilarious and I love it. But just 
I think hockey fans are begging for a player, a star they can relate to. They're begging for honest, heartfelt answers. And that's not heartfelt. You know what I mean? It is honest, but it's robotic. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, he'll make the team better. You could give a non answer that is like, you know, that you could give a non answer where you just voice your support for Ken Holland. And even that I'd be able to understand. You know, even that I'd be able to understand under the frame of, well, what do you expect him to say? But he just said the quiet part out loud. I don't care. He'll make the team better, you know, and then he turns it around and the word salad of stuff happens on the ice that people don't know. What? What are you talking about? Well, he's saying that he's saying that you may not necessarily like how the sausage is made. And I think that's probably true. That is probably true. I, no, Adam, that's you putting clever words in his not clever mouth. That's he he didn't say that. Right. If he meant it, he could have said it. He didn't. He doesn't have the capacity. Mm-hmm. The f- no face of the league has the capacity. This is what this is an extension of the conversation we just had. And he comes across as defensive and unlikable. Let's call it what it is. Um, I'm not rooting against Connor McDavid. I'm not rooting against the Oilers. For God's sake, I work for the rights holder. I'm we're dying for the Oilers to win. <laughs> we're dying for Connor McDavid to win a Con Smythe trophy and lift the Stanley Cup above his head. Remember that the Crosby era did not feel whole until 2009 when, when he, he lifted the thing above his head. Yep. Even Ovechkin it felt like unfinished business until he finally mm, he gets that moment where he lifts the cup above his head. The NHL will be better with Connor McDavid winning, but God, we need more from our stars. We need more from our stars. And I don't expect him to go up there and bash Evander Kane. Like, and I don't expect him to go up there and hold Ken Holland ransom and say, I'm going to walk out on the team I'm going to walk out on the team if he does this, but uh, it's one of those rare situations where I think a non-answer would have actually been the way to go, but instead it's just, Hey, I just want to win. Sorry about that. Jesse, you, um, you tweeted something interesting. Uh Uh-huh. That clip that you played. What did you tweet? Oh gosh. What was the, I'll read it to you. Connor, (laughs) Connor McDavid showing, showing us who he really is. Essentially. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what What did you think? What was your reaction? I'm curious about why you wrote that. No, Steve hit on a lot of the points there and he went up there and the, the word that stood out to me that you nailed, I think was defensive. Like he went up there and he was up there and he's combative with the media. Um, He's combative with the fans. And the fans are the whole reason that the league exists and that hockey, the NHL is a is a league and a sport and we're watching it. And he says, we don't care about what you think. You should care a little about what fans think. He said fans it was are, important, but at the end of the day, they got to win games, right? You, you should care a little about what fans think. They're the ones who are paying your paycheck. He sounds the like the, the FNUF Leafs. 
Yeah. 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 And I just it le- it was such a perfect segue from that uh, superstar conversation to this, because I I don't know. I expect a little bit more from Connor McDavid if he wants to be the face of the league. If if he wants me not to say Austin Matthews over him, like it, <laughs> you, you got to you got to have a better answer than that. And well, it's just, not like Matthews is a great record either, which is going to be oh, gosh. by his yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the Twitter, the Twitter people let me know. That this yeah. was entirely related to what happened to Austin Matthews two summers ago. It's the exact it's crazy how that happens, yeah. eh? Um, but I, I expected I, more, and like after yeah. everything we went through uh, this summer, where the conversation around the Kyle Beach and the Chicago Blackhawks was, hey, maybe win at all costs isn't always the answer. To go up there and just say, hey, this is about winning. It was just, it's just you. You got to be smarter than that, Connor. Like, just think about it for two seconds and give a a nuanced answer. There was a nuanced answer sitting there, and he just chose to give boilerplate. We don't care about the fans. We're just trying to win. Well, and I think, think, you know, it speaks to the frustration levels that Connor probably feels. Um, And I, I, I think a lot of people were right when they said, you know, this is what we're talking about when we don't feel included in this game because this fucking guy did all these things. And doesn't have to do anything. And he's he's playing next to Connor McDavid, right? Because he's good. We talked about it. The greatest sin you can commit in the NHL is not being good. Yeah. It's not doing anything bad to people, but because because if you're good, you're gonna be back. I, I I here's what I hear in Connor McDavid, right? There's first off, there's a guy that really isn't if you're looking for nuanced opinion, that's the wrong guy. Okay. We all know that. We all know that. I think it's unfair. I think with the NHL, it's unfair of us to ask Connor McDavid that. He's not a five-year-old. Listen, I get it. And the reason I say it's unfair of us to ask Connor McDavid of that, maybe it's not unfair to ask. It's unfair to expect anything other than what we got. That's, I think, a better way to put it. The NHL put... It's not unfair. It's it's just foolish. Like, what do we we expect? The NHL put... The NHL put Connor McDavid in a position where he had to answer that question. Ken Holland's terrible record as a general manager over the last decade put Connor McDavid in a position where he had to answer that question. Ken Holland's terrible record and team mismanagement in the last three years since he's taken over since since Peter Shirelli was there put them in a spot where they have to look at signing Evander Kane coming off the shit he's come off of within a week of his contract being terminated for material breach. Like five seconds ago. Five right? seconds like, ago. This isn't this like is, past discretions. This so, is... He just did this shit. (laughs) I'll get to Connor's comments in a second. But what I saw here was like, I was thinking the other day, okay, so they don't sign Evander Kane and they've already said they're not trading their first round pick. If I'm Connor McDavid and we make the playoffs, get eliminated, whatever, um, I'm fucking, I'm walking into Holland's office July 1st and saying, get me the fuck out of here. I'm never playing another game for you. And the reason I say that is because this is not going to change. And even if the Oilers do sign Evander Kane, it's not like they're Evander Kane away from winning the Stanley Cup, guys. They're not. Maybe. They're not. Maybe. Man, they go, you know, pretty, it bolsters that off. Yeah, the goaltending's not going to hold up, man. It's McDavid is enough. McDavid Drysidle is enough of a duo that they can catch lightning in a bottle. They almost made it to the third round in 2017. Yeah. And then we haven't and, seen from them Cam since. Talbot played his ass off. But yeah. if, the, if if the playoffs look like the beginning of the season Oilers, they could do that for 16 wins. Like they could win a Stanley Cup. They add flurry. All oh. bets are off. All here's, bets are here's off. The, here's the other thing that, that I think the NHL did wrong here. Allowing 
for, and I think that's, this is why the NHL is doing this investigation. They allowed for, for Evander Kane to be able to be signed this quickly. Gary Bettman controls every comma on every sentence on every website in the NHL, on NHL.com and every other 32 teams. This league is run like a dictatorship. It, the, the teams in this league have less freedom than any team in any other league collectively. They do. They have less individual freedoms. Gary loves it like that. And Gary couldn't shut down Evander Kane being signed this quickly. He couldn't think, see that this maybe would be a problem. So the Hockey News recently released the top 100 people of power and influence. And Gary Bettman was number one. Uh, I believe it was Kyle Beach was actually number two. Oh. Bill Daly was number three. And Jeremy Jacobs was number four. Uh, Gary Bettman is absolutely not the most powerful and influential person in hockey. Um, and moments like this prove it. He was furious at the Logan Mayu selection mm -hmm. uh, at the draft. He has less control than you think. Um, okay, so but, but Steve, he's got control over this. And my point is, it's a culture the NHL, well, he's trying to take control of it by the investigation that they're doing now. But but my point here is that, yeah, they are taking control now late. They put their 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 guy that they want to be the, the, the face of the league after Crosby retires. They want that guy to be the face of the league. And they put him up in front of reporters and asked him, hey, do you care about uh, what this guy did in his past or do you care about winning? What do you think Connor McDavid's going to say? You don't have to like the answer. I don't agree with the answer. I don't think the answer was great. And I think it comes from a place of, well, I haven't had to deal with these kinds of problems. So I really don't have a lot of empathy towards them, to be honest. That's what I feel like. But the league put, the, put itself in this position and put its superstar in this position. And the Oilers put itself in that position. That press conference should never have happened. It should have never have happened. And I think we have to, we have to assign blame to Connor McDavid for giving a shitty answer because it was a shitty answer. It was. Hundred percent. Is he? Is he? Should he be better? Absolutely. Does it come from a place of lack of empathy? Whatever you want to call it, privilege, whatever it is, all agree on that. hundred percent. I'm with you. But I also think, man, why? Why are the Oilers in a position that they have to? This is the guy. We got to do this. No one's asking that. Like what the the reason this is their option is because they're the least creative team in the entire league. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I mean. Yeah, I I understand. Listen, uh, let me let me. We made a mistake in handling this. Not not the podcast, but the hockey world collectively. I feel like I've been around hockey Twitter long enough that I can make mm -hmm. this observation. What we should have done is left Oilers fans alone. Oh, I know. Because they would have come to the right conclusion on their own time and criticized McDavid profusely on their own time. They would have even the golden boy, they would have and Ken Holland. And they would have talked about the situation in all of its nuance, but instead us dirty Easterners come in and we wag our finger at Connor McDavid. And all of a sudden they got to uh, um, defend the signing of Evander Kane. Yeah. It's, Dude, it happens time and time again. There are Oilers situations. It's why I don't tweet about them that often because I have these thoughts and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait. Mm -hmm. And I wait a few hours and there, there, all of Oilers Twitter just tweeted what was in my head. Yeah. But if I had tweeted something, I would get bombarded with the opposite because yeah. 
dirty Ontario bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I, I think, too, uh, Shireen Ahmed did a really great job in explaining the hockey culture problem of this. Mm-hmm. And Jesse, I think, touched on it. Steve, you touched on it. I tried to touch on it here. Um, when she's talking, you know, for CBC about, you know, why why this is even even the case. And I think, honestly, um, you're... Connor McDavid does not care about the bad PR anymore, guys. He said, you, he, this is why I said it's the most honest I've ever seen him. He just said, I don't really give a shit now. And you're not going to like that answer. I don't like that answer. But he doesn't give a shit now because he just wants to win because it's so fucking yeah, frustrating fa- playing there. As fans, we're asking our players to give a shit. I agree That's with all you. all we're asking. And I agree with you. I'm so just not Connor, sure he's Connor, the, you're doing I'm, the wrong thing. I'm not, I have not yet seen, I have not yet seen that that is possible. Let, I've let not me, yet seen that, Jesse. Let me see. There, there are people who get defensive about hockey culture, and this is one of the few situations where they might actually have a point because it, this isn't winning at all costs is not purely a hockey problem. Yeah. That's a sports problem. Yeah. Baseball, true. basketball, true. football. Mm-hmm. How many bad guys in football do we see signed all the time? Yeah. Uh, people want to win. People want to win and they're fairly naked about it. Like in, in other sports, I noticed they just do it. Like they'll just make the signing and they won't even answer any questions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a problem across sports. Agreed. Agreed. And we're just talking about hockey because that's what we are. Hockey. That's yeah. what we do. Um, it's a very I, fair point though. Yeah. I think yeah, it's a fair point. Culture yeah. Thing, yeah. I just, I just think, you know, we didn't with the Connor McDavid press conference, as disappointed as I was in the answer, we didn't need to get there. If the NHL had done right. its job, if Daryl Cates had done his homework and realized that it's really tough for Ken Holland to win without the greatest defenseman of the last 25 years on his roster, I, I think, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's just Lindstrom. Ken, Ken yeah. Holland is not a great general manager, guys. And he hasn't been for a long, long, long time. Well, let me throw this out there. If it wasn't the Oilers, it'd be someone else. Agreed. Like, there, there's uh, uh, supposedly four teams in the mix. So he's going to go to one of the other three if the Oilers don't. Uh-huh. But the, the thing is, is that all the teams that we've heard, I think there was there, both teams in Florida, Colorado, I did hear like, mm-hmm. uh, L.A. Freeman's like, I got my yeah. eye on Carolina. Right? But Carolina's another team. It was like, well. the I mean, the team who signed Tony D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. And again, like there's a yeah. guy played three games after signing a $9 million contract. The Rangers hated him so much that they got rid of him after the backup goalie punched him in the head. And uh, no, we're going to give him a million dollars. And listen, I'm <laughs> and all you know for, why? Because he puts up fucking points. <laughs> I'm all for change. I'm all for second chances. I'm all for redemption stories. I like all of those things. But I got to see some receipts first. You don't just change. We all know that. You got you to gotta get help. Well, the and, players we just mentioned have like a lengthy history, right? Like we're not yeah. talking about guys who had one infraction and, you know, Jason Spezza gets suspended for what was clearly a dirty hit, but we were all like, Jason Spezza, what? Right. The f-? right. Like, but if, if he does that seven times, then maybe we talk about him the way we talk about Matt Cook, <laughs> for example, yes. you yeah. know what I mean? You yeah, know, Eugene you Melnick's ac- accusing Matt Cook of intentionally going after Eric Carlson's leg. Remember his which story. is ridiculous, but if there, were, if there were any player, you would you would be like, you know what? It might be true. <laughs> it was Matt Cook because he earned that reputation. He did that reputation to himself, yeah. which is what these players have done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, someone's going to sign him. And I mean, it's a big problem in sports. 
So um, in moving, uh, in I guess concluding that, guys, if Connor McDavid has any desire to be the face of the NHL, what must he do after what you learned yesterday from that answer? I don't think we have to answer that question because I don't think he has that desire. Jesse? <laughs> that's, a, that's a very interesting point. Yeah, what if he doesn't want it? I'd like him to just take some PR lessons. I don't know. Somebody needs to just show him how to speak better to the media. Like, that wasn't the right answer in the moment. No. There's, he doesn't, he doesn't I don't give know. a shit. He yeah. would like to win, but, like, he doesn't... You know, some people are taxed uh, with the burden of being as good as they are at yeah. sports. And I think he's one of those guys. Like, he doesn't have the... He doesn't have the personality of a uh, his personality doesn't match his ability when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, Gary Bettman uh, released a statement yesterday talking about his conversation with um, uh, the head of the Quebec government, uh, basically the Legault government in Quebec. Uh, it was a virtual meeting between Finance Minister Eric Girard and NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. Um, and essentially, um, the, the idea here is the Legault government, one of their sort of platform pieces is that they want to bring an NHL team back to Quebec City. And I think that's something everybody wants. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, they want, but the problem is, is that they can't seem to get the NHL convinced that, Quebec City would be an important asset to the league moving forward. Um, here's what Gary Bettman said. He said the meeting was cordial. He said, we explained that while we were appreciative and flattered by the interest exp expressed, unfortunately, we were not aware of any opportunity that could address that interest at the current time. We're appreciative, appreciative that the lines of communication between parties have been refreshed. Click refresh. And we agree to stay in touch with each other as circumstances warrant going forward. So, so, you know, first off, I laugh because, you know, the, as long as Jeremy Jacobs is alive, the NHL is not going back to Quebec City. Oh. And the reason for that is we talked about this on the podcast in like 2018. People actually asked him, like, why, why can't a team work in Quebec? He's like corporate sponsorships. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a team in Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. But they like $20 million on fire every year. Minimum. Yeah. They do. You know, no, here's the thing. that's what I'm saying. We're lucky Jeremy Jacobs allowed. Jeremy, uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, the, the, uh, I uh, love the hockey news and the list is riveting, but Jeremy Jacobs not being number one every year is hysterical. 
Yeah. Uh, also, side note on that list, uh, Tim Cook comes in at number 90, 99, 99. That spot uh, at 99 should have gone to Steve. Yeah. Oh, Steve, I know you're here and this isn't you don't have to comment on this at all. But uh, that slot that has went to Tim Cook it probably should have went to you. Tim Cook and his weird ass accent. Good morning. D- listen, Cupertino. <laughs> sorry. Anyway, sorry. Um, one one day I would love to be on that list, and one day I, w- I want to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm a young wow. man. I'm a young man, or wow. not in the Hall of Fame. It's honored member or whatever it is. <laughs> but one day there is going to be a place for digital spaces. It's a goal of mine. It's legitimately a goal of mine, and I plan on doing this for a long, long time. There you go. Love that. And, well, and you guys can join me. So as it, as, as it comes with, uh, as it comes to Quebec though, guys, um, you know, the Quebec no, government. No, no, no. We're talking about Ontario people. No, no, We're no. We're talking about Steve in the Hall of Fame. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we, yeah. So Francois no. Legault's government has come under a lot of fire with the way they've handled pandemic. They've done, here's, listen. There's been thing a curfew. Is, yeah, what? a curfew, which is ob- objectively doesn't help anyone, doesn't do anything. Um, listen, I'm I'm all pro-vaccine, but I'm I'm not pro-lockdown. You, um, you know, and I, it, I think that this guy, this guy needed something to distract people. Yeah. And I think the league politely said, uh, let's just be friends. Thanks. You, you ever oh, that's exactly what it's like. You ever see the TikTok of the guy who um, he's in the kitchen and he turns off the light and runs up the stairs and a monster chases him. But then as soon as he jumps under the covers, the monster's like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that's Quebec is the guy running up the stairs and jumping under the covers and the monster is COVID. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. I didn't get him by six. <laughs> Damn. It's, yeah. Oh, if, if only I got him before six. Yeah. Nope. They've done uh, they, They've it's things have got so extreme there that they're going to they're looking at trying to find people uh, who are unvaccinated. They're let they're not they're actually going to oh. find you between one and five thousand dollars or like tax you. Tax, yeah. And and they also uh, you can't work. buy alcohol or weed there now uh, without being fully vaccinated. And so um, here's the thing. That's a little authoritarian, a lot authoritarian, to be honest with you, yeah. uh, a little bit government getting in your fucking life, which I don't like, but I have to be honest with you too. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a savvy political move for Legault to talk about the NHL coming back to Quebec city. Cause I can tell you as much as French Canada wants it, English Canada wants it too. Uh, Everybody uh, wants the North We back. need to, we need to see the numbers and the numbers probably say on the NHL side, it's not viable. We'd rather move to Kansas City or Houston or just anywhere else in the States because we're going to yeah. make more money there. And Earlier, if, if, the, if the money isn't substantial enough in Quebec City, then they're never going back. Earlier this week, one of the main stars of Twitter and pop culture news was a former reality show star who sold her farts in a jar. And everyone laughed at her because who sells their farts in a jar? That is a terrible thing to do, selling your farts in a jar. But we just talked moments of our lives about Gary Bettman talking to Francois Legault. Eric Gerard, actually. Finance minister, sir. Whatever. I don't care. Like We should stop looking down on people who sell their farts in a jar when we are willing to talk about a conversation between Gary Bettman and the Mm -hmm. Quebec government. 
Yeah. At the end of the day, would there be a Canadian billionaire willing to take it on for five or 10 years? For sure. For sure. But here's the thing about I wonder if Patrick was up for that job, too. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about billionaires is they often get tired of losing money after a while. And uh, if you know, the NHL already has at least one team on life support, quite literally bleeding out on the table. I don't know that they want to be in a position. Well, I don't know if they want to be in a position to add another small, very, very small market team that would be well attended for sure, but would just never be a have team. You want, you want to have a bunch of teams that make a pile of money. They're going to have to really put a lot of resources into Houston when that inevitably comes along. That market needs yep. to win. Yep. And that's where their focus is going to be. It's going to be Houston, maybe Hamilton. I'm, I'm telling you, keep your eyes on Hamilton mm -hmm. and maybe Kansas City. But I bet you Houston, Hamilton, Kansas City, whatever you go with next, you're going to want it. You're going to find major sponsorship dollars in Hamilton. You're going to find it in Houston. You're not going to find it in Quebec City. And frankly, it's tougher. There's a language barrier and extremely high taxes in Quebec City. It's very tough to do business in Quebec in comparison to Houston, where there's like no tax. And, you know, it's the Wild West out there when it comes to economics. I'm putting it's a different. team in London before I'm putting one in Kansas uh, in, in Quebec London, City. England? London, England. Yeah, because eventually the oh, NFL yeah. is going to do it. <laughs> yeah, the NFL yeah. is going to have a, a team in, in London because the, the plane ride is going to be the same as going from the Seattle Seahawks to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for uh, an Eastern oh. Conference from going from New York to London. It's going to be the same. And there's going to be a team over in London. And eventually, I think it happens in the NHL, too. And I think that happens way before Quebec City ever happens again. I like that idea. More money. I bet you, man, I bet you they go to Mexico City before they go that option. Not kidding. Yeah, there. That's, oh, that's yeah. even better answer. Yeah. And it's not that I don't want Quebec City to happen. I want it to happen. I want it personally to happen. Nostalgia, Canadiana, all of that stuff. But uh, come on, guys. Like, if you really look at the economics around it, I just, I don't, I, listen, I'm not a guy who's like, I'm a real Jeremy Jacobs guy. I, I align my often with Jeremy Jacobs. I don't know him well enough to be honest with you. But I'll tell you, he's right. I know him well enough to know I don't like him. Oh, see, I don't know him that well. <laughs> yeah, I don't, how do you know? Maybe he's a nice guy. Know, I don't know. We've never met him, Steve. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't like him. <laughs> Fart. I don't like him because he controls the NHL and that's farty to me. Farty. He could be a very nice man. Who knows? He could be. J Steve, what if he came on the show and he was very kind? Okay. <laughs> really? Steve's answer is just, okay. Hey, why is every... Hey, Jeremy, first question. Why is every story I've ever heard about you negative? Oh, come on now. We don't know that. What's Ooh. your relationship like with Mark Chipman? What's uh... <laughs> okay. What? What? Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so um, I, I just think it's a little bit sad that the league is even indulging this. And I also yeah. think it's a little bit sad that the Quebec government is using this as a political tool. Both sides. No, both sides. No. Come on. Everyone's getting used right now. It doesn't yeah. look it's all dirty. Yeah. It was a 10 second zoom call. Hey, so, you know, right? Yeah, we, we both know. Okay. Yeah, well, cheers. we still can't. OK, cool. See ya. Glad we clicked refresh on the lines of communication. Still can't, But you know why we're. Yeah, yeah. Okay. 100%. Yeah, hard feelings. Uh, let's do the press conference. The presser SDP. The Steve Dangle press conference. Uh, oh, OK. I was, I'm waiting for Steve to finish the music. <laughs> <laughs> That I had to imagine. <laughs> well, it, it was inserted, so it's it's there right now. Okay, good. Um, the first question comes from myself. 
Adam, mm-hmm. over the weekend or a couple of days ago, actually, I learned that Doc Martens, the boots, were uh, started by a, a man named Klaus Martens. I don't know how to say it in German, but he's a German man. Klaus Martens, probably. Uh, probably. Yeah. He was a German man during World War Two. Mm. Uh, he was a member. He was a doctor in the World War Two German army, which mm-hmm. makes him. Can you say it? On three. Uh, Nazi. A Nazi. Yes. yes. So <laughs> I was wondering. On three. One, two, three. And Nazi. Nazi. All right. All right. OK. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, Klaus Martens, he was uh, he invented Doc Martens after he injured his foot. and He wanted a more comfortable shoe. And and it turns out Doc Martens, every time you buy them, you are supporting the invention of a Nazi. Now, I was wondering, Adam, if you could do a history corner on awesome things that were invented by the bad side of history. And it doesn't have to be a Nazi stuff. It can be whatever it is. I thought it'd be fun if we do a recap of great inventions you still use today that were invented by just awful, awful sides of history. Um, okay, well, uh, the uh, there's a few. I could take a lot from World War II because um, it's kind of the more recent global conflict, but um, the Japanese kamikaze pilots uh all the japanese planes uh they would call them zeros uh their their engines were mitsubishi all of them were mitsubishi oh. engines yeah um uh volkswagen the beetle the volkswagen bug was invented by the nazi regime as the people's car so when you see people around in a vintage volkswagen beetle that is the exact design with maybe a few changes, like the one from the 40s and 50s, yeah, yeah. the exact design that the Nazi party created. And the whole idea was that it was supposed to be affordable to the everyman. Every single family was supposed to be able to afford one. Uh, and so the Volkswagen Beetle is a Nazi party era creation. Um, the, uh, the, the Nazi outfit, you know, Hitler and looking all sharp with the, you know, everybody looking all like they got their lapels and their things and whatever. Yeah. They're not, you know, the Nazi uniform, it's very, it stands out, right? Not in a good way, but you know, you, you mm-hmm. know what, an, like, you know, the difference between the American, like green one where it's sort of hanging off their shoulder and then the Nazi one where it's like tight and right. And you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's Hugo Boss. Hugo Boss was a huge oh. Nazi supporter. Huge. What? Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Huge Nazi supporter. Um, part of the I think he was a member of the Nazi party. Like, I think like the political side of it, uh, or at least he was a donate a guy who donated to it. Um, I think I think it was Mercedes Benz that that did all the engines for the um, Stuka uh, fighter bombers for the uh, for the Germans. Um, and just like, you know, I think the I think it was the I think for the Spitfire or the hurricane for the. um for the allies for um, Britain, it was, those were Rolls, Rolls Royce engines. Um, so, you know, oh. you can understand geographically why, you know, Mercedes Benz would be involved or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know about Mercedes Benz ownership or leadership um, being particularly involved in the Nazi party, but I do know Hugo boss is a notable Nazi. Like the guy is, was like a absolutely, you know, out was, there, we love Hitler kind of guy. He was Still an active, this day. active member of the Nazi party as early as 1931, according to Professor Wikipedia. Right. Which is uh, before they even got elected. Like they had seats in the in the uh, German uh, 
uh, and that, what was the, the assembly called? Basically their house of commons, but uh, it's the Wehrmacht government, whatever they were called. There was like a, there was a house and I, it escapes me right now. Um, uh, when I say one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, what do you think of? Moon landing. The, the moon. Moon yeah. landing. Lance Armstrong. Yeah. You know who? <laughs> Lance Armstrong. <laughs> he rode his bike on to the moon. moon <laughs> and he said, where was I? I was on the moon. Yeah. Busting my ass. Oh, sorry. So every, every uh, rocket liftoff that you, you've ever seen, any of the shuttles, any of the stuff that you see Tesla doing now with their, or SpaceX doing with their rockets or whatever, can be attributed to one guy. His name is Werner von Braun. And he was in the 1920s in Germany growing up obsessed with comic books about going to the moon and going to space and rocket technology. And he was the guy that created the first rockets. The Germans in World War II had a V1 rocket and a V2 rocket. They launched them. And the whole point of them was these were unmanned, essentially aircraft bombs that would land in London. So they'd fire them from France or the Netherlands or as they were peeled back uh, in Germany and they would fire them right into London. And so Werner, Werner, uh, Werner von Braun uh, was a part of a, I think, 50 Nazi scientists that the American government made sure fell into their hands over the Soviet hands so that they would be able to uh, uh, develop and keep and protect um, uh, rocket technology once the war ended. So it got out that the intellectual uh, scientific community uh, in Germany, as, as it became pretty clear that the Germans were not going to win the war, if they surrendered to the Americans, they were going to go to America and they were going to live well and they were going to be a part of um, a part of the space program. And so it's Werner, Werner von Braun went from being literally a guy firing v V1 and V2 rockets into London, England, to being the guy that was the major driving force between, behind the Americans going to the moon. You know, I remember vividly there was a moment in high school where there was we were learning in history and there was a girl of German descent in our class. <laughs> and I heard her loudly enough mutter under her breath, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she did not enjoy history class. No, no, it's, it's tough. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, we all have every national history has its, um, its skeletons and, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, that's, that's a tough one, but you know, that was just, those are just some examples. You know what I mean? Like there's ones in, um, comes from anywhere. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of stuff, but then the thing about Germany at, at that time and, and frankly, ever since, um, is that they valued art and they valued science in a way that other countries just didn't, you know, the Brits valued it, but they valued tradition more than they valued that, um, Americans valued their entertainment and they've definitely valued, um, uh, brain trusts and that sort of thing. But the Nazis really, and, and frankly, the, 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 the democracy that preceded the Nazi party taking power and, and the, the first German empire, all of them really valued the scientific and the artistic community. Uh, so, um, you know, the, the big composers of the day or whatever were um, quite literally subsidized by the government and the scientific community in, in Germany was, was thriving, absolutely thriving. And had, the, had the Nazis not come to the, <laughs> come to the fore, 
there's a very good chance that a better government with better ideals could have taken that and unleashed that in on the world in a good way. Right. A lot of those people had to leave Germany uh, to to do any good in the world uh, after doing some really terrible, bad stuff. Um, it's a very mixed bag of history. It's a shame. Um, but that was why, like, there was this huge explosion of knowledge that came out of Germany in the early 20th century and late 19th century. And, um, and, you know, we have a lot of German related things to, to thank for it, but sometimes the history is really fucking icky. And I mean, you know, I have purchased Hugo Boss items before I have, I didn't know at the time, but yeah, I have. Is the company a Nazi company now? No, no. But does it, it have does it, it have is. an icky icky past? No, yeah. it's currently that. I walked it's, in. It's beyond icky. It's it's horrible. <laughs> I walked into my grandpa's house with a Hugo Boss shirt, and he slapped me and never explained. <laughs> never explained it. Anyway, yeah, Hugo Boss always shocks people. Eh? It's always like, oh yeah, what really? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, today I asked for questions on Twitter, which we rarely do nowadays now that we have a bump in discord, but I want to get some of these Twitter questions in because the people uh, came out today. Uh, so for Avery Duval one, Steve, can we get a resounding? Why not for a Friday show? <laughs> why not? Oh, my Thank voice you. cracked. Wow. Why not? There it is. That was yeah. a strong one. Yeah. This one's from M.W. Bauer. Do you think the Leafs will trade a current roster player in order to create cap space for Jack Campbell's new contract? What do you guys think of Campbell coming up as a UFA? Well, so a uh, part of, if I'm not mistaken, part of the reason I was behind the Peter Morazic signing, or at least in part in the summer, is he would help keep Jack Campbell's number down. And then he got hurt in the first game. <laughs> And then he came back and then he got hurt in the second game and then he came back and then he played a third game and then they shut the season down and then he played a fourth game and the Leafs lost to the friggin' coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and Jack Campbell is now going to the all-star game. He's, he's very legitimately in the Vesna conversation by now. And uh, producer Drew likes to tease me with this because he's, he was showing me, like goalie salaries in the league and heading into the season or early in the season, I think I said a Jack Campbell comparable could be the contract that Linus Allmark got. And now I think he's probably in a conversation closer to what Jake Markstrom got. And if he gets nominated for the Vesna, he's going to get even more than that. Um, so they'll have to trade somebody. Also, also <laughs> that's the case. His agent is Kurt Overhart. And I don't know if you guys know this. I heard this this for the rumor. There is a um, uh, there is a, a a nickname for Kurt Overhart and his clients, which is Kurt Overcharge. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's good. Yeah. So you know um, that is well known around the league. They ask for big numbers, so you're going to hear a lot of big numbers surrounding Jack Campbell uh, as that contract talks uh, heats up. I feel like Leaf fans have finally learned. Like most people have not brought that up. They're, we're just sort of blinders on blissfully ignoring the fact next that Jack year's. Campbell's contract. Yeah, but buddy, it's COVID. You know how many worries I got right now? Yes. Those are July problems. We didn't I'm have enough to worry problems. about before. Yeah, no, we didn't. 
We just sort of lived our lives. I'm going to go to the movie theater and like shit like that. No. (laughs) Can't do that anymore. We got got too many worries. I want to ask another Leafs one. This one's from Seanski14. Why aren't we talking about Jake Muzzin and his fall off? Do you guys think Jake Muzzin's fallen off this season? I'm not convinced Jake Muzzin or, or Justin Hall have played a healthy game all season. No. Um, did you see Ju- Did you see Justin Hall cross checking? Uh, is it Jack Campbell the other day? No, it was Peter Morazic. Peter Morazic. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I saw that in the moment, and my brain didn't register it because I was just like, "That's too ridiculous." You didn't actually see what you saw. And then I something about seeing the replay on Twitter the next day. I was like, "What the fuck was he doing?" Yeah. Okay, like it didn't. It'd be one thing if he just sort of collided, but there was a push. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that's an involuntary movement. I think if they had an option that they felt comfortable with, Jake Muzzin would be able to sit down for two or three weeks and just work through mm-hmm. whatever he needs to work through. Yeah. 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 And I think they were hoping for the Olympic break. They're not going to get that now. I worry it is a potential surgery issue because he did have several weeks off guys and it didn't make him any better. Yeah. So, so, I mean, the, the guys are rusty and everything, but at some point the rust has to come off. Like th- this is the thing with this road trip is I think patience was always going to wear off very quickly. Um, it hasn't been good. Blew a four, one lead, blew a three, one lead lost to the last place team. Dis- despite getting goalied. Like I don't, I'm not interested in the reason I, God bless people who still defend the Leafs at every turn. It's it's like you, you know you watch, you invest heavily. You're a hardcore fan if you're talking about the Leafs. You invest heavily, and every October you just shake the etch a sketch and forgive them and forget everything. There's no baggage, guys. It's about playoff relevancy, and I said this when they were first place. Um, they uh, lost a game against Tampa or Florida or something like that. I I can't remember. And I'm looking at their forward group. It's good. Mm -hmm. And I look at their defense and I'm like, there's no chance. There's absolutely no chance. They make it through four rounds of playoff hockey with that. There isn't, Mm -hmm. there is not a scenario where that exists. Remember we were talking about earlier, the Oilers. I could see a, a scenario where they capture lightning in a bottle and go on a little run if they get a little bit of goaltending. Mm-hmm. I don't think that scenario exists for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't. And they're a I better do. team, in my opinion. I do. They're the best team in the National Hockey League since November 1st. There's a chance they get hot and they go on a run and they win the Stanley Cup. Like, that's that's a very feasible thing that can happen if you're the best team for two months in, in, in the league. Muzzin gets hurt. What's your top six? That's the difference. Connor McDavid gets hurt. Like, what are you throwing at me? Jake Muzzin <laughs> is extraordinarily not Connor McDavid. No, and but you're just throwing at all two playoffs, In each of the last two playoffs, Muzzin got hurt and the defense looked like shit. Chris yeah. Russell gets hurt. <laughs> Who the fuck are you going to throw out there anyway? <laughs> Travis Turner doesn't spin a ram in overtime. When you outshot them 13 to 1. You go Riley Brody, <laughs> Sandine. You can't account for this shit, Steve. Hall and like Dermot Lilligren. <laughs> And you're going to win four playoff rounds. I think they can do it. I say they do it. Nope. You know what, man? One thing I will say is my boy, Timothy. 
Really impressed. I like him. Fucking I like impressed. him. It was a bit of a weird thing the other night with him and Dermot, but bro, you're you're gonna go four to seven games against the Lightning or the Panthers? Shut up. Hell yeah. No. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> no. Not even close. Oh, Bring back Polak. Someone's got to contain Hedman. Bless them, but not even close. <laughs> Bring back Polak. Can Fanuf unretire? <laughs> Yo, where's Ron Hainsey at? We could sign him to it. What is it? The ten day uh, uh, deal from the NBA. What's the what's the new yeah. thing for COVID? Yeah, yeah. I just I, I forget what it's called. Yeah, I want I want him to get the David Clarkson treatment. Where uh, you know with Clarkson it was he's coming, but with Ron Hainsey it's just I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was supposed to retire tomorrow. Like, and, he, <laughs> and he joins the Leafs lineup with those weird tongues on his skates that have always bothered me. Yeah, man, I, I would love, love that. I think it'd be funny. Uh, last thing. This is from NR Hornets 21. How do, how do you feel about Tuka back? Tuka Rask returned from uh, his f- fake retirement where he just kind of sat out and recovered. And he came back to the Boston Bruins, signed a million dollar contract, made 25 saves in his first start since June. 3-2 win over the Flyers. The Bruins cheated the system. What do you guys think? I'm just glad the Boston Bruins finally caught a break. Yeah, man. I'm just glad I mean, something went their way. Yo, here's the thing about Boston. Fucking winners win, man. Yeah. Shit goes your way yeah. when you when you when you win. And uh, winning perpetuates winning. It does. Oh, it yeah. does. I'm Go. happy as a hockey fan. I'm sad as a Leafs fan. And I'm even more sad as a Jeremy Swayman fantasy holder. The <laughs> boy, your fantasy team this year has just been <laughs> miserable. And it's made a comeback. It's made a. I'm going to lose this week because uh, of COVID, but I'm now, I think, four and eight, which ooh. I was 0 and six. Uh, so that's good. All right. All right. Okay. I'm four and two since I went 0 and six. That's amazing. You'll learn well, that fantasy is a very specific skill. Like having knowledge yeah. of hockey isn't necessarily uh, conducive to being good at fantasy. It's it, their strategy to it. And I'm glad you're learning this year with your four and eight team. <laughs> I'm learning. At least I'm he's learning. got a good starter backup, right, Jesse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Running three goaltenders. <laughs> I can only start one, but at least I got the other two. No, Just I so they that can was stare a mistake. you down from the bench. <laughs> that was a mistake. And I ended up trading Hellebuck. And the deal, oh, good. good the deal dude. involved Swayman, too. Oh, uh, fuck. All right. <laughs> hey, you know it what? It was good Steve, for a while. It was. Steve, Steve Jesse's laughing, but he's no better as a GM. Let's be honest. Hey. <laughs> yeah. First round loss with the lease, eh? Injuries. It, Matthews oh, and Willie were out. Oh, uh, that's a good we're running game. it back. It's a good we're game. Running it back. EA Sports. It's accurate as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Well, listen. Uh, we uh, we are going to be back in studio, uh, all three of us, as of next week, which we're all very excited about. Thanks so much for be, uh, bearing with us on, on this one uh, while I kick COVID to the curb. And then um, we're going to get back and we're going to have some fun next week. And hopefully the Leafs win tomorrow night. I don't know. Are they even playing? What's, what no. day is it? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. You're, you have a stream with Sid Sixero. Yeah, I was thinking about Mon- Monday's game. Monday's game is postponed. Monday's game is postponed. Fuck. I love you, Steve. Go get a nap in, buddy. Are there, uh, s- <laughs> the Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W-Y-L-D-E and at Jesse Blake. Connection complete.